Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our Patreons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o um manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estados, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Dolby Fica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, como é que é, amigo? Tudo bem? Não. Eu não apareço aqui por dois minutos e tu não tens nada isto aqui enquadrado. Agora... Mas é, yeah, everything's alright. How you doing, Alfredo? Pretty boring right. day today. Pretty, pretty boring day today. How you doing? Dave. I'm wonderful. Super Dave up there in Canada. Welcome to another Benfica podcast. Vai, continua. There it is. All right, that's better. That's better. That's better. Dave, anything exciting happen uh, today? Yeah, what's world? what happened? What happened today? I saw you were off Twitter. Dig out of that snow. Today. They got snow. Yeah, we got some snow. We got some snow. Uh, I don't know how it converts to to feet and inches, but it was uh, close to thirty centimeters. So we got a we got a good dusting uh, last week. Thirty centimeters. I don't know what is thirty centimeters. Dude, you're a scholar. You're a college guy. 11, almost close to 12 inches, almost wow, a foot. Wow, really? Jesus. Hey, Siri, yep. how much is uh, 30 centimeter is in inches? We just said a foot. 11.81. 11.8. Wow, that's nuts. 11.81. That's not really a lot of snow, Dave. Oh, no. Okay, What? you can have it then. 11, 11 inches? 11 a inches is a foot's not a lot of snow. No, nah, it's not a lot of snow. We get three inches and we get lost. Give me 24 inches. <laughs> no, Good to go. Uh, what's happening, everybody? Welcome, all the Freddies, to the chat. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Here we are on another Tuesday, another night, another podcast. Tonight, you know, everybody's happy. Why? Because Benfica won. <laughs> What? Why not? That, that again? The Benfica, the, the Pesca team. <laughs> the Pesca team was on the money. A couple of rubals and a couple of linguages. I thought you still talking about the game on Friday against... Uh Famalicão. Famalicão. Yeah, I mean, we, we did win that. that game. We could talk about that, too. But I didn't know anything happened today. That's what I'm saying. Oh, the Chelsea won. Oh, Chelsea. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they were going to win that game no matter what. The referee is going to give them as many opportunities <laughs> as possible. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, so I can I can tell you. But either way, welcome to the Freddies. Hugo Freire, Jas Pereira, 
Bob the Builder, Davey Hen, uh, Mike Madeira, John Madeira, Mike Madeira, all you guys, Freddy's welcome. Thank you for joining us here on uh, where where are the Veladon the where are the Veladon brothers? That's where I, I want to know. I saw them at a different uh, different uh, shot there. It's a boring day today. Nothing happened in Benfica world. <laughs> Dave uh, is uh, Benfica after ninety. I think it was. Is Bifik after night is still on? Maybe right. some of those still, guys. They were still on about uh, five minutes ago. Maybe those guys are, st are still over there and waiting for them to finish and then come over here. Thirty centimeters. Thirty centimeters is a foot. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. A foot. A foot's still significant. Is it significant for you, Canucks? A foot of snow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dave. Especially so now, people are getting. Uh, never mind. We'll say that. We oh, lost uh, see, the snow is the heavy snow on. Flakes. They shut. They the shut down everything. Got his internet. Oh, he's back. He's back. Dave. Uh, so let me ask you a question. The internet connection is unstable. That's us. No, ours is on. You guys. Yeah, it's same. Your internet connection is unstable. It's plugged in. Uh, Dave, let I can me hear ask... you guys. I can hear you guys. Dave, let me ask you a question. Right. Um, with a foot of snow or or thirty centimeters, do you bring out the snowblower or do you? Do you just use this? this, this Bro, you asked that question as a guy who doesn't clean snow in your house. You could clearly tell you yeah, don't want I that. Just, I, I just, mean, what do you think? I just want to know what what is the, the measurement that you decide to bring out the snowblower? Six inches I and think up. Any, anything Six inches less than up. ten. For less for this. than ten. <laughs> less than ten, you're using the shovel. Less anything than, more than ten. Less than ten, ten centimeters. So less than four inches, you're using a shovel. Anything more than four inches, you're you're using the snow. Dave, I don't know what kind of snow you guys. Three get. inches for you, Chris. You might six? get that fluffy stuff up there, but no, no. This when last you get one the, the wet one, bro. When you get the, the wet, wet one. one, the wet heavy snow. You telling me you're not bringing out the snowblower unless it's ten? You're, you're. I mean, no wonder you guys are all built and not fat like us here in America. I mean, you, you're out of your mind. Three inches of the heavy shit, I'm bringing out the snowblower. I, but, but then again, the 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 heavy shit or the the excuse me the wet shit the packing it, snow it probably doesn't blow as well. No, when you got a machina like it's mine, more heavier, you got a machina. more heavier. Uh, yeah, good, good job, Dave. Yeah, the for heavy <laughs> snow is heavier. Good, that was a good observation <laughs> by you. No, uh, you know, it's, it, I think it's good because there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast that are not familiar with uh, with the, uh, a nice snowfall. Uh, they probably see a dusting in Portugal, and we do have a lot of listeners in Portugal. The only thing that's nice about a snowfall is, as you stated, the fall. The fall. The, the fall <laughs> of it. After it's because, falling? Because after that, there's nothing nice about it, bro. That's right. It's It gets ugly, man. It's it's nice when it's falling, and it's nice right after it falls. But, yeah, there's a, l a little bit of insight for our friends in Portugal that are not used to seeing a lot of snow. In Portugal, they'll just get the trator. <laughs> the <laughs> no, they, get the, up the they get the vassoura. You got that that vasora and that, that vasora is not moving that, that heavy shit, bro. Nah, but yeah, but so for, for us here, we're we're used to uh, to big snowfalls, especially in in Canada, and that's how we deal with it. We have machines that take care of that stuff, like in Serra Those guys have machines clear up the roads so they could get up there. But anyway, uh, enough of filler talk. Here we are, another Tuesday. Carlos, mentioned gynecologist is here. Welcome, Carlos. Carlos, Carlos is not a gynecologist. Much, much more than that. Oh, is he? Congrats to all of us Benficaishas. That's right, Carlos. He's not a veterinarian. He's, <laughs> Carlos is a scientist. He's oh, a man he? of science. Carlos. I've seen his pictures today on Twitter. Do you see my man was jacked? I hope he had a uh, license. Carlos is jacked. He's jacked, bro. My man, like, bow. Carlos posted a picture of him and his wife in Bruges. I like it. Stat Yo. Relatable. 
My man was packing them guns. Yep. Chico Marcelino's here. Now we can start. There we go. Uh, episode 477. Uh, on tonight's episode, we're going to look back at the uh, Family Count game, uh, Bruges, and uh, we'll look ahead to uh, Maritim. Uh, as Benfica fans, we should all be happy with the way Benfica has, uh, has been going so far. Uh, we surpassed the 100-goal barrier for the season, Dave. That's uh, number two in Europe in terms of goal scores. I think only Bayern is ahead of us. Uh, and fifth year in a, row, in a row that we've done that. Fifth year in a row that we've done that? Fifth year in a row. Yeah. I, I wish you wouldn't mention that because that would probably involve giving some credit to JJ. No, I hate to do that. <laughs> JJ, Bruno Law. I think it's five years. That doesn't include the Vittoria years, right? That That's just the beginning of the last years if we're going for that far back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Dave. I, I think, uh, look, it's. Uh, I think we're all extremely happy with the way this, this season is shaking out. Uh, obviously, we all want the title. We're very close to that title. Where we got 10 games left in the league, Dave. Eight-point advantage. 11 games. Eight-point advantage. Uh, we got a, a Braga and, and Porto coming up here soon. We're also playing Porto in the next uh, four weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Inside the next four weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and surely we could probably put that put that away. Put the, the uh, league out of reach. I think that uh, eight points is a nice, nice advantage. And, and for me, the biggest thing and most encouraging thing is the fact that Benfica hasn't really shown, of, uh, shown signs of letting up. Uh, if anything, we have been progressing well. Uh, and some people may even dis uh, discount Bruges, um, you know, because they're, they're mediocre and not doing well. But, uh, you know, when you look at this Benfica team, uh, there's a lot to be happy about. There's a lot to be in, excited about. And I think that this is only the start of uh, what's to come for the rest of the season. So pretty encouraged by, by everything. But let's get into this Family Cone game. Uh, Benfica lined up with Laco Dimus, Ba, Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo. Tina and Auschnitz were in the middle. João Mario, Rafa, Neres and behind uh, Ramos. So pretty much the, the strongest lineup that we could field, with Chiquinho still being hurt we found out today that uh, apparently that uh, injury wasn't uh, nothing to be concerned since he played today but we'll get into that um the one thing about this game that that i kind of wanted to to bring up is that since Rafa got hurt uh we've kind of seen a, a more sluggish less sharp less explosive Rafa and i think that in this game we're, we're starting to see or we started to see Rafa to to get back to his old self. Again, the game today, this is, we're talking about the Family Count game. We're not talking about the game today, but it's good to see Rafa at this level. It's good to see Neres at the level also uh, that we've been, been seeing him. And these guys just need to stay injury free and have that rhythm. Um, one nothing in the 36 minutes, goal from Ramush. Uh, Assist from Grimaldo, and, and I know that uh, that Sheikh Marcelin here had a had a question for you in in regards to uh, to Ramos Cristiano, uh, and we'll we'll get into that in in a little bit, um, but um, yeah, one nothing uh, into the half, uh, we pretty much smothered uh, Fomalicão for for most of the first half. We we were played in their in their half, and I think that Fomalicão was just wanted to be compact and and to really attack us 
on the counter. Uh, but I think that Befica, when Befica possesses the ball, it doesn't allow the other team to have the ball. and doesn't really expose. It, it makes it difficult. And, and teams, sooner or later, they're going to have to come and look for the ball. They're going to have to open up spaces. Uh, but, yeah, 64% possession, 89% pass accuracy. Those were the stats at the half. Uh, Benfica shooting more uh, against uh, a lower block, which I, which I like. I, I think in the past we hadn't seen Benfica shoot a lot, and it's something that Benfica's always looking for those combinations on top of the box to get and to get behind the defense, but they don't shoot enough outside the box. And I think that when you're faced with a team that's all compact and in front of the box, you need to get those shots because you're going to challenge the defender to come out and defend those shots before they happen. Xenu, I know it was Friday. You remember the game or no? <clears throat> you don't remember today's game, but you... Last Friday? Last. Fumalico. I remember the most important thing. What? Got the three points. That's and, right. And, and got out of town. And got and out of town is right. Went back to Seychelles and started prepping for some other game that was coming up. I don't know. I think they were started prepping for. How, I don't understand I heard, why you. How did, how did I, we get out of town when it was in Lisbon? Well, because I went to Seychelles. Okay. I had to cross the bridge, and um, how and are you I heard, choosing to ignore today's game? I heard they were prepping for the innovative, something unlike we've ever witnessed in the history of mankind. The debut of DJ Kamala. So. <laughs> How'd that go? Uh, please help us out. Uh, I mean, f anybody that I don't know if Sheikh Marcelino was at the game or not, but hey, what what was DJ Kamala's uh, influence in, in today's pregame? Yeah, because I seen the can club, anybody explain? The club tweeted about it, innovation, right, Dave? I mean, it was. I mean, we we saw the light show. Is it was it Kamala the pressing the the, the buttons for the light show? So Benfica did the bare minimum on Friday. They said, "Look, let's get the one nothing. Let's get out of here. We don't want to consult ourselves." Because we got this big discoteca night coming up, and um, yeah, big club I'm, night. DJ, I'm DJ wondering, Kamala is yeah, on. I'm wondering if that went well. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I couldn't tell you. I know that Hugo sent us. I, I I watched the light show in the beginning of the game. Hugo sent us a picture that my ball tweeted that I guess one of their reporters uh, recorded. Mm -hmm. But for the life of me, I I really haven't been able to associate what DJ Kamala yeah brought unless to he's the a table. El DJ does lose. I say, well, guys, that kind of the lose too much. Now, but all jokes aside, listen, I know, I know, Dave was taking a, Dave and I were on the same page here, right? Not just due to our last names, but also in the thought of we're just gonna let you try to wrap up this family come game as quickly as possible. Me and Dave aren't aren't going to interrupt you. But since you, you you know, you called on my name, I, I was just wanted to add that, you know, you mentioned Rafa and how he struggled of late and seemed to come alive and whatever. I think the one thing that we've, we've, um, how do I put it? The, the one positive thing that I think from this club here in the second half, especially after the January transfer window, was that we, we finally have the luxury of having multiple options, which was something that, I criticized here on a podcast uh, for, for many, 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 many months since the beginning of the season, which was when you looked at down the bench and looked at our options, they were very limited. And now Benfica, Gonzalo Guedes, you can rotate between the Arsenal, João Mario, David Nerzu, the guy sits, 
it's amazing how many games he sits on the bench for such a great player as he is. You know, Chiquinho's gotten involved in the mix. Uh, I think Gonzalo Ramos has solidified his position up top. He's the first guy on the list. But between those four positions, right, we have five, six options. And so, you know, if we don't have a guy as important as Rafa is playing at the very top of his game, I think Benfica do does have, I should say, Benfica does have other alternatives that are good enough to get Benfica through the two going. It's amazing that we've struggled. And I mentioned, I think, I, I believe it was the last podcast, right? They, I struggled, and I brought up how Benfica had struggled in so many of these games. We not played impressive football like we did in the first half of the season. And then you fast forward to a game like today, and it was like, <laughs> it was child's play. And it's like, so the two guns monkeys aren't as bad as other leagues monkeys. You know what I mean? I, I was just going to say, is the two we, better than Champions yeah, League? We got then. the high-end monkeys. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, 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 but listen, can you are you discrediting Befica's victory? Against who? Against the the, the outside monkeys. No, no, but it just, no, it's not because we know in a, in, in a, in a game of that magnitude, a game that our, our parents grew up calling Las Noites Europeas, you know that these players, man, if they have a, a heart pulse, if they got a beat inside of them, they're going to get up for these types of nights, for these types of games. I've stated over and over, if you need motivation, if you need to be made aware of how crucial a game is, of how important a game is, of how big the moment is in, in, a, in a European night with an opportunity to move on, to the next round, and you're a step away from the semifinals of the Champions League, if you need to be told all that, you should just quit football. I mean, because you don't really need a coach to, to embed that into your head. You should, as an athlete, you should that should be motivation enough. So, no, I'm not discrediting today's victory. I'm trying to stay as far away from today's victory as possible because we, we you know, we are talking about Formula League. Yeah, let's, 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 then let's wrap that up and then we can move on. But, yeah, um, in the second half we came out. We had a, a few chances in the in the 68th minute. Uh, there was a Ramu shot. There was a Rafa header, uh, and then uh, you know Musa came in for Rafa. Jornevs came in from Nerish. Uh but we were always in control. We were always in control of this this game, despite being up one nothing, uh, and we ended up getting the two nothing by Ramush uh, after Grimaldo shot. He picked up the rebound in the 90 plus, and that put the game away for uh, for good. Uh, a tough game, and I and I think our opponents are, are looking at every single game in hopes that we could slide, uh, that we could slip up. But we can, especially the games away from Stadio Luz up north. Uh, they're always looking for us to slip, but uh, again, in this family count team who has been been doing pretty well as of, as of recent, uh, and they've been consistent. The, our opponents were hoping that we could slip up, but I think that it was a very um, mature, uh, if I could call it that, a very mature performance by Benfica in terms of managing the game, dictating the pace, managing possession, uh, even just being one up. You know, they really never really exposed themselves or gave Fumalikam a chance to, to come into the game. Uh, obviously, all of us like to see more get more goals and, and Benfica smashing everyone, but sometimes it's it's hard. Uh, and I think that when you're playing a game where the other team isn't really playing to win, it's just playing to defend and looking to see if you're exposed, you have to 
have an attitude that uh, we're going to control this game with the ball and not expose ourselves. And I think that speaks a lot to the maturity of the team. Yes, but it's nice to get that two-goal cushion yeah. in case you get caught napping or in case Flaco Demos falls on his or face or something trying to kick a ball out of bounds. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you always want to give yourself that little bit of separation in order – in case there is some type of, you know, miracle in the Tuga, and then before we know, we dominated a game, a game that we should never drop points, and here we are dropping points. Dave, thoughts on the game, Dave? What'd I, you th- what'd like you, think? you said, I think it was a game that we uh, controlled. Um, I know you had already pointed this out, but one thing that I had noticed as well was the, a lot of the shots coming uh, from outside the box. I think I read a stat that it was the most shots Benfica had uh in a game i'm looking at uh, zero zero here 19 shots um only several seven were on target but a lot of shots most of them coming from outside uh, the box uh there so something that we um haven't really seen much from uh this team but yeah um two nil score line um we'll take really didn't present anything uh in terms of counterattack or any dangerous opportunities um uh, that they created, but a game that uh, we controlled and like yeah, it took uh, us a Chris while. said, took us a points. while, right, Dave? Took us a while to, to to break the seal, but then you know Benfica is going to keep knocking on your door, and then it's about being able to put away those very few opportunities, even though Benfica had a bunch of them, but the clear cut ones. And I know Sheikh Marcelino was wondering about what my thoughts are about Gonzalo, and I think Gonzalo's had a tremendous season he's absolutely uh played to a much higher level than i ever could anticipate and i think anybody right now that wants to come out and try to be critical of gonzalo's nothing else but besides a hater i think you know there's still some limitations to his game at times but the guy's work ethic and, and and everything else that he adds to the team it's not just the one thing i think we've i, I think i mentioned that even when I was criticized, I'm thinking that he wasn't that good of a finisher. Was we always? I always understood his value in terms of off the ball and and everything else that he did to help the team. And I think now, even though he's 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 reached another level, I think the same still applies here. Which is with him, it's not just about goals; it's about everything else. His work, you know. Again, it's the same, the same attributes, the same positives that we've seen before apply here once again, which is he does so much off the ball. He defends, he attacks, he he's able to come back and break those lines of pressure. And it's just it's impressive what he's done this season. I mean, you know, I, I I'd be an asshole to come up here and try to crap on the guy. I'm not gonna do that. You know what I mean? Like and again, I absolutely love coming on this podcast and eating crow. And especially when it's about Benfica. Now, when it's about the opposite, uh, yeah, that kind of ticks me off. But when it's about Benfica, man, I'll gladly eat it. Yeah, I was I was thinking about Gonzalo Ramos as, you know, we watched an, another great performance by him. Uh, and I know that, you know, most of the time, a lot of forwards are judged by the goal production. Uh, we've seen Gonzalo sometimes squander some of those chances. But we've also seen a Gonzalo emerging as – a guy that gets in the position to put balls away, a guy that's anticipating uh, passes, that's stepping in front of a defender and is putting balls away, and I'm just wondering. And, and look, I you know don't don't 
don't read too much into this. I'm just wondering if um, Gonzalo kind of stands in, in a specific category because I think that sometimes we always look at guys that are established in the game and we compare up-and-coming players to those guys. And I'm just thinking, uh, and, and obviously Cristiano watches more football than, than I do, I'm just thinking that is Gonzalo molding a specific type of forward? That's different from what we are used to or accustomed to seeing. Is Gonzalo different? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Is he different than what we're accustomed is to it, seeing? Is he different? And is some of the comparisons that we make sometimes, like of the stereotypical forward, or the comparisons something that is unfair because he, he tends to be kind of a, a guy – opening up his own path or forging his no, own No, I think he's more in line with today's generation of a forward. A guy, today's footballers are no longer like, you know, I, I often come on and complain about how there's, the number 10 is like a dinosaur nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that the strikers, those box guys, they're, they're also being phased out of a game. I think you have to be able to impact the game in other, in other areas. And unless you're like, you know, at Holland, a guy who scores practically or almost every, almost every touch he gets on the ball, but he's really like the only one left. Everybody else has to be able to affect the game, be able to get involved. He defends. He, you know, he's always involved. And I think Gonzalo is the new age striker. Now, he's – I don't I, look, again, as I said it two minutes ago, and I'll say it again, even the biggest Gonzalo Ramos fan would, would be lying to you if he were to tell you that Gonzalo seems like he's elevated his game as the season's gone along. He's got he's he's taking it to another level. And at the beginning of the season he was scoring goals, but yes, he was scoring he was missing a lot of goals as well. And when we come from the lineage of the Jonases of the world, where these guys are scoring 30 goals a year and they're impacting the game with their, you know, with their play on the ball and scoring the easy opportunities and making the difficult ones and being able to with their own ability to turn, a, to turn a play over, to turn a game over, to control a situation, their ability to make, create, and make that things happen and score goals, Gonzalo Ramos at, at a certain part of the season wasn't at that level. And I think that was most of our criticism was that when we, as we go deeper throughout this competition, in particular the one we all cared about was the Champions League, and defenders get tougher, the teams get tougher, Benfica is not going to – to be scoring, guys, I'm, I hate to break it to you. I hope I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm eating crow once again. But we're not going to be scoring five goals against everybody that we play in the Champions League, right? Things are going to get tough. And when Gonzalo was missing some of those opportunities that we'd like a striker, the caliber to start at our sport, at least boy Benfica, he, where he was missing them, we, we thought that, okay, you can't do that because you're going to get one, two, Three chances against the Real Madrid, against a, a Bayern Munich, and you're going to be able to capitalize on them. And he wasn't doing that. But I don't know. Maybe his confidence did did, did kick up once he made it to to the World Cup and he scored at the World Cup. I mean, it's not maybe. I think it's 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 a for yeah, sure. It, it, yeah. His confidence has definitely been elevated to another level. And it, and I think his performances on the pitch have 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 demonstrated that his confidence is is is, is at a whole another level. I think he's really. Sword, I think he's taking off, and and now he's the dude's getting the ball. He's making runs 
up the wing and he's beating players one-on-one and he's setting up his teammates and he's getting into positions and boom, one touch without thinking is just instincts, right? That's a goal score. Instincts, just boom, turning on goal before anybody even expects it. And, and, and by the time you look, it's in the back of the net. I really do think Gonzalo is taking the next step. It's that simple, guys. I mean, it's not It's not to come on here and rub it in anybody's face. We don't need to be finger-pointing. I think it's very clear. Even the biggest hardcore Gonzalo Ramos fan will admit that he has taken his game to another level. Right. That he's improved. Absolutely. He's improved tremendously. Yeah. I, I mean, and I, don't know if we, I don't know if you guys remember, but late, late in this Famalicão game, he has a track back in which he um, basically – intercepts a ball that's that was has been crossed to the second post and there he, he basically tracks back with the guy and it had it not been for him that guy had gotten a free header and it's amazing that in the 80th something way way deep into the game that the guy is still doing that and we always knew that he had this work rate it was just that that finishing ability and and squandering opportunities that kind of frustrated some of us um, but I think, as, as Cristiano mentioned, that he has taken it to a different level. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, we could we could track it back to the World Cup and how confident he came from from the World Cup, and and I think that maybe the World Cup maybe triggered something in his mind, in which he thought, you know, I can play at this level against the best teams and the biggest competition in the world. Uh, you know, when I go back to study to lose and when I go back to the Tugão, it should be penis for me. Penis. Um, now, do you think do you think this is leading up to a move in the summertime now? Like, do oh, you yeah, think without we can a afford, doubt. I mean, you look at a, a d- yeah, you look at a guy that has already scored over or, or 20 goals across all competitions, a guy that will most likely end up getting a, the best goal scorer in Portugal. A guy that has made a mark in the Champions League, both at the group stages as well as in the knockout stages, I think that he's a guy on a lot of people's radar. Yeah, but I'm not trying to correct you here, right? But if he just made a boatload of money back to back transfer windows with Darwin, Enzo. Benfica is, as we speaking, as we're sitting here speaking, they're making a boatload of money throughout their Champions League campaign. And before I get to that part, Benfica's asking price is always is, is also going to be no forget the clause. Their asking price, the whatever the clause, yes, whatever, whichever the proper term, is going to be astronomical, which is going to limit the suitors. number of teams involved, the suitors. So there are all going to be a few left, right? A few that can really sit there and pay that money up front. And Benfica, because of all the facts that I just stated, they might just be in a position where, like, look, we just made a boatload of money. We're not in a position to sell. Yeah, and we're fine. We're fine standing pat. They'll, they'll sell somebody else. And the they'll other, sell Chiquinho, the Ruzidan. And the other, the other thing about <laughs> Gonzalo Ramos is that, and look, I, I may be wrong, right? I don't know the guy personally. But the thing about Gonzalo Ramos, he, he doesn't strike me as a guy that's in a hurry to leave. Uh, I think that there's a, a a great level of loyalty from from his side uh, in a sa- at the same level that perhaps Antonio Silva has, uh, and I don't think that he's in a hurry to leave. And I think that if the club says, 
um, you're not leaving until somebody hit, hits your claws, I think he will be he will sit tight. I think that he likes Schmidt. I think that he likes the players that he's that he's playing with. Uh, he he loves Benfica. He's loved by Benfica, and I think that he we may be able to squeeze another year out of him. I don't know, Alfredo. That, I was, think... that was my question. Obviously, there's going to be suitors, but I, my hope is that we we can at least hold them on to another year. Yeah, but Dave, we we but we, we see if we don't, it's not the end of the world, too. We we have some money to go and spend. We still haven't seen any of um, what's his name tanks that uh, they're either. We know what we got in Musa, but um, uh, Araujo, we got tanks that. Yeah, Araujo as I, you know, Araujo went to, to yeah, England. but Alfred, if Benfica sells Gonçalo, let's say Benfica comes to nah, July, you, you got to go to the and market. They sell Gonçalo, they're gonna go to the market, but you have to. But here's the thing. The one comment that you guys said, I don't think he's in a rush. Look, man, loyalty only takes you so far. At the end of the day. Money talks. Dave, look, I'll stay. But I got a team offering me 12. You're paying me 800,000, bro. You got to accommodate me. You got to, you know what I mean? I got to be making two and a half. I mean, because at the end of the day, as I, as, as I, I state over and over and over, I think I, I must have repeated myself a thousand times when it came to the whole Enzo Fernandez situation with Chelsea, which is football players. We all want to be critical. But the one thing I advise the Freddies and everybody listening and you guys, we can never count other people's money. We don't know what their lifestyle is. We don't know what their intentions are. We don't know how big their family is. We don't know how many people they have to support. We we don't know. We just know Gonzalo Ramos from seeing him on the field. That's it. We don't know anything else. And, and like, they have a short window. The rest of us, we're going to be working until we're 65, 67. By the time we're sorry to retire, they're going to they're gonna bump it up to like 98, right? The retirement age. These guys, and so we got from now until whenever to make money. These guys have a 12 to 14, and I know they make a boatload of money, but they also bought a big-ass house that costs a boatload of money, not the mortgages that we have. They're driving Ferraris. Not, and again, and you can say, look, you don't have to be, you don't have to do that. You you can, you know, drive a Toyota, which is nothing wrong with Toyota, but, bro, what's the point of making millions if you're going to be living, you know, off, off of a you know, five-cent lifestyle? So, again, let's not criticize people. We'd hope. He he'll stay, but at the end of the day, it just it's it's really unknown because until you have an offer on the table, it's real easy to say I'm gonna turn it down, turn it down. Until you're looking at a sheet of paper and you got a bunch of zeros after a number, a nice round number, you're like, yo, I love Benfica, but everybody else, it won't be a Volterre. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, a lot of those guys haven't even never seen a check with that many zeros. So, um, but just just just. Getting back to the Chico game. Chico Marcelino's asked, would you guys rather sell Gonzalo Ramos or, or, or Tony Silva at the end of the season? It's I'd rather sell a Tony Silva. Yes. You know why? Because you got the deeper. No, but not just that. It's a lot harder to find a guy that scores goals than it is to find a guy that defends. That's true. <laughs> you could look at it that way, too. That's it. The way <laughs> I would look at it is that we're, we're deep enough in the back. Uh, and uh, what the other, uh, what's the other dude that's playing that, uh, Chavez? Not Diago, Diago, uh, Diago Rouge, he's doing well too. No, Gobe is a studio. Diago Rouge. Is it Diago? Yeah, yeah. Is it the, I don't think it's Diago. It's a Rouge. It's a Rouge. Uh, but he's doing well. Uh, and then we still got Verissim. Well, we don't know if Otamendi's going to stay. We got my man at Len, I think Lens, right? He went to France. Nice, two first names. João Vitor. That I always forget. João Vitor. Yeah, so you so helped me out when you said two first things. I forgot. So you got João Vitor. You still, I mean, look, Tomás Araújo. Tomás Araújo, that's right. Yeah, you still have a couple of... Uh, and again, you could find a nice defender for 8 to 10 mil. You're not finding a guy 
that scores twenty plus goals for 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 five to ten mil. Yeah. So uh, you know that's, that's it sucked. That's it, it sucked to see the one of them leave, but we just know what what the reality is at that's some fair. point. So um, just wrapping up the the Famalicão game here, ninety percent pass efficiency by Benfica. Uh, as they've mentioned, 19 shots, seven of them, seven of them on goal, uh, 77% uh, efficiency in terms of vertical passes. These are goal point stats. Uh, goal point um, voted uh, Grimaldo as their MVP with an 8.7 rating. Sport TV uh, voted for uh, Ramsh. Um, so. Uh, but when, I mean, when you look at it, it's kind of hard not to give the MVP to a guy that scored two goals. Uh, so, but take it as it was. Dave, stats so we can move on. Yeah, stats here. Ramos is bracing this game, puts him back on top of the league's top score race with uh, 15 goals. And first time since 83 84 that Benfica have won 20 games through the first 23 rounds of the Portuguese uh, league. 83 84, you said? 83, 84, 20 out of 23. Oh, that's impressive. Impressive. Look, to me, the most important thing is is the win, regardless of how many goals we score. That's the most important thing because we're gonna, we, we need to continue on this path. Uh, and we've only lost a game and tied a couple. Uh, and everything else is, has been wins domestically. And I want to make sure that we continue with that. Turning our attention now to uh, the Champions League, Benfica. Uh, hosted uh, Club Bruges uh, this Tuesday, um, earlier today as we record this, second ha- uh, second fixture or return fixture, I should say, of this uh, round of 16 in the Champions League. Benfica carrying a 2-0 aggregate in Tristado de Luge where we had DJ Kamala providing the entertainment. Still trying to figure out what he was doing. <laughs> but, we'll, I mean, look, I don't want to knock until we find out. Let's but find if it out. was the light show, is that is that's no one called the DJ, is it? No, the 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 DJ. It's not a light box. The DJ chicka, 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 spins the, the, the records. The DJ, doesn't do light. I'm just saying the DJ is just putting Soul Benfica by Wagaf. <laughs> they're playing. They're putting the Carlon song on there. Uh, maybe they're they're jacking. They're they're hyping up people. They're hype men. They got That's the, fine. the microphone. But the club said it was something innovative, never seen innovative. in football. Yes, <laughs> right there. <laughs> I don't know. That was the words. I, I, I seen a tweet or communication that was sent out. Uh, it was something of, it was, along it was, the lines. It was one of a kind. Yeah, it was innovation. It was something about this innovation in the world of football. It was yeah, it was one of the kind. I thought the dude never was gonna be done before flying around with the Agia. Chuka, chuka, chuka. I don't know, man. Like. If he's there pressing buttons to, for the lights, I mean. Well, anything is better than for all, right? I hope. So, I, I don't know. I don't know what DJ Kamala's involvement was on the pregame, but I got to be honest, that you light show. You need a DJ to press the button on the place every week. I'll do it for free. <laughs> I don't know. You can call me whatever. You don't have to call me DJ. I think that his involvement was before the light show, hyping up the people. But that's innovative. I don't know. Was it Farol doing that? I, I think so. He was because, trying. Uh, at least he was trying. Whether he was very good at it or not, that's another conversation. He was trying. Grin said, I, I'm waiting to hear DJ Kamala, and all I hear is Farol. Oh, I shit. don't know. So what's the innov- That was it. That was the innovation. Guys, close your eyes. It's, it's DJ F- uh, Kamila, but it's but it's still Farol. Farol doing his thing. I don't know. What's- yeah, I, I don't know. They, they made such a big deal out of the this DJ Kamala. There's got to be a Freddy. 
Yeah. No, nobody, yeah. nobody's no. up at this time that... Uh, it was so innovative that we all missed it. We all missed it. I don't know. Maybe it was something that didn't show on TV. All I know is Everybody that takes a phone into a stadium nowadays. If they... Somebody would have captured it. I Here's the thing, right? Um, Hugo, as I mentioned, Hugo sent that video. And I got to be honest. When I was there for the sporting game, that... The lights and the LEDs and the way they illuminated the stadium was already pretty impressive. Which has nothing to do with a DJ. But nothing to do with a <laughs> DJ. We're just talking about lights, right? Uh, but uh, what I saw today, it looks like they're they're they have been learning the system. They've been improving improving with each game. And I got to be honest, uh, the light show where the field is completely dark. Right. Well, you only have the the the, the middle, the the soccer the circle, Champions soccer the ball. Champions League so- soccer ball, the ad panels the around cover. the field, uh-huh. just lit up, and the field is basically enclosed. It looks like it's enclosed in a square, and then you have uh, videos yeah, of, of great moments of Benfica in European competitions they do that at madison square garden for every game on the ice yeah they do it i'm serious they do that for years nba bad they do that for but again don't forget the led lights only got to study lose a few months ago that took that long to cross the ocean (laughs) but now but all jokes aside look that's fine and then i'm not criticizing it looked nice spectacular like some people like to say right is and i think sergio sergio garcia posted um I think the Famalicão game where the players are coming out of the tunnel as the Serbian Fiquista is starting. And so he said, and I agree with him, because I, I saw today they played the Serbian Fiquista, I think, before the players came out of the tunnel. And, and Serginho yes. posted it, and I agree with him that it looks better when, when the players are Completely coming out. Agree. With, and that's but, what I thought. But, but what I'm saying, and look, and again, I'm not being critical at all. It's beautiful. And even today, like I said, today they played the Serbian Fikis before the place came out, and it was still beautiful. But I'm, bro, I'm, you know me, I'm a guy that likes to ask questions. You hype it up, you get me intrigued by, if this is innovative, nothing ever seen in the world of of, of, of a stadium. I'm like, God, yeah. I want to see it. And and I, <laughs> I thought about that, and and I agree with uh, with Serginho uh, and the fact that he said that it, it's great. It, it, the Serbian Fikisha should be played as players are coming off the, the tunnel into the field. Uh, the the fans are singing the, the 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 song, obviously. The players line up. But here's the thing. As I was thinking about that today, there's something that dur- that happens during the, the Champions League, as you guys know, with the Champions League anthem. And the Champions League anthem is usually played oh, as soon as the, as the with, teams with line the, up. Okay. So I don't okay. know if playing the Serbe Fikista would have overlapped that. It would have. would have interfered with it, that. It would have, because they want the players to come out with the, So it wouldn't have. So that's why they have to play it earlier. Right. That's a good explanation. Okay, good. Right. good. And, th- and that, that was the explanation in my head that I, that I found to justify that. But I, I love when the players are coming out. And you got Serbian Fikista, and the players are soaking up the whole stadium singing that song. And there, there's times during that that the speakers are lowered, and all you could hear is the fans singing the song. So as you can imagine, being a fan there and, and soaking this up, but imagine being a player and hearing 50,000-something people singing this song 
it's it's goosebump time. But look, I, I, look, we need to move on to the game because I'm pretty sure people didn't, didn't tune in to, to to get our observation on the on, on the light show. But I, uh, last point on it is that is this is definitely an improvement, Dave. If you recall, before in some minute I forget lights lose our rubrica or whatever they make you bring out your cell phone. So from cell phones to LED lights, it's a huge improvement, bro. Congratulations to them. It looks beautiful. That's it. Getting on to the game. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's get on to the game. Uh, lineup, Ba, Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo in front of Lacodimus, Tino and Chiquinho, João Mario and Auschnitz, Rafa behind Ramos. Uh, back to what Schmidt clearly considers to be our strongest lineup. Uh, I mean, Neres is on the bench. Uh, and I don't know if he's, he's, he's trying to manage Neres' conditions is because we know that Neres has, has had a couple uh, – a couple periods that he's had to, to stop because of injuries. So I don't know if he's saving him. But uh, were you surprised to see Chiquinho back in the middle with Tino? <laughs> I shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> Dave, were you surprised, Dave? I was surprised that he was that was healthy that this fast. Yeah, I think you, you, you Maybe brought they were it up. Saving, they were saving him for this game. Yeah, you brought it up on the last podcast, though. That's why I'm, I'm, surp I'm surprised you're asking if we're surprised. Because you brought it up on the last podcast how I think it, it, I, from what we've seen, right, we understand more or less whether we like it or not is another question, but we understand why Roger has opted to play Chiquinho in that position. I think it's – yeah, I think, I think he's spoken are, are for Are you ready to eat crow on Chiquinho no, or no? No. Not yet? Stop it. Why you just, he was one of the better players on the field today. Beautiful. Probably top Good. three okay. best players of Benfica. Phenomenal. I'm so thrilled. Couldn't be happy for him. But you're still <laughs> not eating crow on him. No. Does he get your chicken fingers uh, award? Does he get the today? crow fingers award? No, 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 no. My, if I would, if I would, plus I, I keep. I'm like Benfica with the innovation, with the with the new innovative DJ, uh, false advertising. I'm, I'm the same one. I keep advertising that I'm going to do this Chicken Fingers Award, and I completely forget every single week I come on. But if I had to give my Chicken Fingers Award to, to someone, I'd probably give it to, 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 to Gonzalo Ramos. It's just, it is what it is. He's a workhorse. He scored goals, and he made a huge impact. Not not saying that he's the only one that did, but um, he made a huge impact. As far as Shaquille went, look, look, let's um, let's hope, let's hope, that these balls aren't warm or cold in the next draw, and and let's see what we do in the next couple of rounds, and then we'll talk about it. The the Benfica after ninety crew is is done because they all popped in our our chat. Welcome everyone. Um, nice of you this, guys. What's this? What's this? Uh, Elba. The hell? What is that? Elba. So, guys, can follow Portuguese? No, they're they're hyped up about Elba. Uh, I just look. Uh, He's he's had an impact in the game. Everybody everybody had an impact in the game today. <laughs> I mean, yo, little João Neves comes in and he gets a freaking assist within two minutes. Everybody had an impact in the game today. Shaldrup didn't even play and he had an impact in the game. When's he going to play, by the way? That's another question. Another oh, that's, that that's was the only thing question. that was yeah. missing we're, from we're this game. We're saving him for next year. 
We're saving them for next but year. You know, you know what this is? This is like when you get that nice Christmas gift and you can't like you you know what you've got, but you can't open it. I don't you just like keep them on, keep we've got them on these, a shelf. These new gifts, we got these new toys, and we can't take it out of the package to to play with yet. Like, but they've think get about these it. guys some minutes here. They think about it when the team is playing that well, and let's say that those fifteen guys are playing that well. What is your argument to introduce these guys into the starting lineup? It's difficult. Yeah, but when we're up, talking about starting, we're starting lineup, even Nobody's giving talk- them time. Nobody's talking about starting. We're going to give Sheldroop time over, Nares. I mean, Alfred, if you're going to go buy that, that that train of thought, then why the hell even acquire him? I mean, what the, you, at some point, you're going to have to integrate these guys into the team. He's a project for the future. He's very young. So why have him on the bench? Yeah, he's not on the bench. He's playing for the B team. He was on the bench today. No, everybody on was, on bench. Yeah, was on the bench. Even uh, Nadur was on the bench yeah, today. Yeah, Nadur was on the bench, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, at some point. Those guys can make the list. At some point, you're going to have to integrate these guys into the lineup. And and what better opportunity than a game like today where you're winning 5-1. The crowd is rocking. It's, I mean, you're talking about getting the nerves out of the way to the game like this. Throw them guys onto the field. Get them a couple minutes. The fans, everybody's excited to watch these guys play. At that point, it's 5-1. Nobody cares about the result anymore. It's like, okay, this is a foregone conclusion. You know, we, we, we're getting away from this. It, it, throw in some excitement into the field, and, and let's see the guys play. And now, you know, it's – I don't know. But what can I say, man? Yeah, look, um, I don't know. I, I think that if you're, if you're Sheldrop and you're Tankstead, you're watching this team and you're like, fuck, how am I going to get into this, this team? Seeing so many guys playing well, even you look at Vrisim, and Vrisim's like, with the way well, Vrisim will play the next game because of the obviously, most, most, obviously. Well, but we got to state that. But they got a yellow. You look at, at these guys on a bench, and they're ready to go and been training well, and they're looking at the way the team is playing. They got to be thinking, how am I going to? be in this team when these guys are playing so well. But it's good, though. It's unjust no, I to love ask it. to demand for, to start no, Alfredo. as well. No, it's not Nobody unjust. And you're going you're, you're gonna to piss me off. It's not unjust. Because you're doing exactly what I've been complaining about. Some Benfica for years. No, in order to play a Benfica, you got to be at your best. And you got to have competition. And it shouldn't be a cakewalk. It shouldn't be. But uh, if you already have the best. But who's got the best? If you already have the best. The best what? The best 11. At what? In the world? <laughs> no. At, Come on. Out of your squad. No. These guys are but your best 11. But it's for nothing. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's but, saying to start them at this game, but it's for nothing in the it. game. They're already up 6 nothing on aggregate. Right. Why not get them some run here? Well, at, at home, look, too. Look, this is fantastic. Let's, let's take a look at... at Dave, uh, it's fantastic because you want these guys to, but, but, to elevate their level. They know if they're going to get a game, they have to work their asses off in, in practice. And they say the best teams... The best teams are those that have quality players that are able to elevate the backups uh, play because in order for the backups, the backups, I should say, no, in order for them to get on the field, they have to otherwise, they have to step up their game. So it's that competition and training. This is what keeps teams at this fantastic level. And this is the way it should always be at Benfica. And now all I'm saying is that you acquired a player, spent 14 mil, the other one 9 mil, whatever, and they are, whether you like to admit or not, they're on the bench. They're an option. At some point, they're going to have to make their debut. If you want to tell me that maybe in the Champions League is not it, that's fine. But at that point, it's 4-0. It's 
So, I mean, if you're not going to throw them yeah, in a game that's 5-1, when the hell are you going to throw these guys into a look game? At the, you know, if you don't want to put them in Champions League, that's fine. When you look at the domestic games and you look at the, the score lines that we've had, we really haven't had score lines that we felt, all right, well, let's put these guys in because it's 4-0 and uh, let's give them some burn. I, it it's not it's not that it's not that easy. Look, I I feel for them. I would like to um, to 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 see them play also. I just think that it's hard when you look at the guys that are on the starting eleven, and you look at the guys that are always coming off the bench. It's hard to when you go make a substitution today, and in the sixty third min- minutes, Neres came in for Chiquinho. Do you? That's get, fine. Do you put? That's fine. Neres has to play. Over, over Neres has to play. That's okay. to play. That's fine. Gilberto came in for Ba. Ba, we also found Is out ba that, injured? that Ba was handled with kid gloves. Okay, so then you answer the, the question. So that's not that's not even a question you should have. Okay, then these, that he has to play. No, the Joe Neves came in for Joe Mario. Okay, you can make an argument that now you can give one of the kids an opportunity. Can you? You can. Why not? None of those kids play in the middle. Neither does Joe Mario. Neither does Joao Mario. Joao Mario's playing on the wings. Joao Mario played in the Joe middle. Joao Mario arsonist with no, Rafa. No, no. Listen to me. Okay. When Neres came in for Chiquinho, Joao Mario had to drop in. No? Or was it arsonist that dropped in? Uh, either way. So then, but, but, Alfredo, but either way, you can make the yard. Then you drop arsonist and you move. All I'm saying is, bro, you... You are 100% correct. You can't play everybody. But at the same time, as I stated before, this is fantastic for the team. This is fantastic for the quality of the team. These guys have to always be at their best in order to get minutes. But, but, this is a very important part here. But, and pay attention, you have to keep guys content and motivated. And if you're bringing these guys over, it's one thing, as I stated here before, when I said these guys are going to play a couple games on the B team. They've gone through that. Right now it's now it's five nothing leads five one leads we're not gonna and I get it maybe you want to tell them, maybe the Champions League is not the right spot that's fine but I just thought it was an easier way to break the ice but at some point you have to feed them but you don't know what conversations are being had between Schmidt and them maybe there are conversations in which they're accepting their role we don't know that. In our minds, and, and look, I, th- but we're, but, but, I think it's silly that we're even discussing this, right? Because in, in, in seasons past, we're having different discussions. We're discussing no, on when guys can get yeah, playing yeah, time fine. when a team has done but, has been doing so well. But that's what we come out here to do is to right. discuss the unknown, the, I get the it, stuff but, that we think look, we know. But none of us know shit. I mean, are we discussing why, uh, you know, the team is performing so, so poorly like in years past? No. We're discussing on how guys could get some playing time when the team is playing so well. We, it's a great the, discussion. The changes, the, the, the changes that uh, this the Champions League used to be a showcase for uh, for our <laughs> young guys where they would make their debuts, right? So good, I think we're used out, to Dave. seeing the uh, the debuts of these young guys at uh, the Champions League. So new uh, new new uh, men in charge here. So we'll keep waiting for uh, Sheldrup and yeah, look, I, I um, think Tankstead. But... I think they'll get their chance. I think they'll get their chance, and it's probably going to come domestically rather than at the Champions League level. Yeah, I think they will. But here's the thing. I've seen enough from Sheldrup to say Sheldrup should be getting some playing time in the – in this team and the main competitions. He really hasn't. Tankstead, I haven't seen enough. I don't know if if how 
Roger Schmidt rates Tankstead. Where is Tankstead I mean, in the pecking order? I Considering mean, he's a hundred percent and he's ready to go. I mean, Alfredo, uh, I, I could tell you how how Roger Schmidt ranks Tankstead. I I I, I like to believe Roger Schmidt gave his uh, over some whatever, but, but Ben Song, right? Blessing, blessing. I know, but I, was, I wanted to say it in Portuguese. Gave his Ben Song to go get the guy. I think it's a player that Roger Schmidt liked his characteristics. So, I mean, I don't think. If either one of these guys wasn't approved by Roger, neither one of them would be on the roster. But again, look, at the end of the day, this is like you said, we're just we're just being spoiled brats here <laughs> and talking about stuff that really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, look, Dave tried tried his very best to reel this back in and talk about what's important, which is, you know, at one point this was a stage to to showcase our players. And I think the other thing that I, I actually thought about today to myself, and I'm pretty sure millions of other people around the world, but in my own little world, I thought that how impressive it's been for Benfica who are pulling off 5-1 victories, 6-1 victories, whatever it may be, to we're not too far removed from a period, I don't know, it felt like 20 decades or whatever it was, that, that we, we hadn't scored two goals in the Champions League game, let alone four, five, six, and now we're winning these games easily. And again, a lot of it has to do also with the competition. But look, as I stated to, to, to a hater earlier today, um, to a hater, to a hater yes. Uh, a hater earlier today, which is, bro, we, we can only play who's put in front of us. And, yes, we all want the ping-pong balls to to, to bounce our way because we, I, I don't give a crap what team you are. You want the easiest path of resistance to get to the main goal, which is the final of the Champions League. But at the same time, along that 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 low-resistance path, you still have to handle your business, and I think Benfica has done that. And it's it's fantastic. Um, that Benfica is putting away these wins. All of a sudden, I have American friends texting me and calling me. <laughs> Benfica's winning. It's like, wow, this is this is what Benfica should always be. And it's been a fantastic run by the boys. Fantastic job by Roger. Uh, Benfica was able to take care of business for a little spell there in the first half. It looked like Benfica was kind of falling asleep at the wheel. But then they picked it up and, you know, they said, look, we mean business. We need to get on to the next round. It's exactly what the boys did. And I think they should be commended for it. I don't think there was a single bad performance on that pitch today. I decided to lose in a, in a Benfica shirt. Um, you could easily pick three, four, five, six guys for players at a match. I think it was just a, a phenomenal performance at this stage in the Champions League, a performance unlike one that we've not seen in many, many years. And I think Benfica should be commended for that. We should all be extremely excited for this very important victory. And uh, as a Benfica man, I mean, this is, uh, it's, you know, it's it's beautiful. It, it's absolutely beautiful. It's food food to my eyes. I just, we get emotional because as I stated, man, we, we've gotten a long period, a yeah. long stretch yeah. without getting these types of victories in this competition. And now it seems like we've arrived and, and we mean business, man. I cannot yeah. be more proud of this. I just just, uh, just wanted to get back to the game real quick. Uh, we had a couple chances here, that, that Tino chance that uh, that somebody mentioned on uh, on the chat. Sorry. Um, it was off his left foot. It's not as really his forte. I, I think he got excited and off his left foot, he just ended up missing. Then we had that Joe Mario chance. Uh, again, similar ball served from the end line to the heart of the box and and you just uh he hit some guy some guy's legs uh but i think that benfica struggled for a little bit trying to get behind this uh, bruges defense because of they were playing so high and they were using the offside trap i think that benfica got caught a couple times uh example of that was the goal that we got in the second minute which the second minute which was a, a beautiful play uh excellent cross by 
and uh, and Joel Mario with the with the heel with yeah, the I'm classic glad, heel. I'm glad you bring up that Bob because I, we we've done our Freddies of this service. It's been a minute now since we mentioned them, but we had a bunch of them jump on all of a sudden. Benfica somebody kind of sell Bob, Benfica after ninety, Jake twenty nine oh three, Nick Baladon, Brian Peters, Cynthia. This is like the old days when Cynthia yeah, and Mario yeah. used to. Felipe Grego. I, I think those Fabs, guys all said let's Mario. Go, let's they go. all they all came on with the sound. So let's, let's go to Benfica podcast right now. We'll just go crazy yeah, on the chat. I'm reading we'll their names. Because they all came with the same exact <laughs> comment. And Voladon Free, solve you, love you guys. And then forward over here to some of the comments because obviously the whole SL Ba stuff. And Jake2903 says, Melo gave a rant about Ba like he was his son. Don't let Melo <laughs> hear this. And then Brian Peters says, Cristiano Chorizo. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Love you too. Um, <laughs> Mario says, give likes, and he's 100% correct. I mean, there's there's yeah. one like, and that one like is mine. So you guys are failed, failed. Once again, you Freddies failed. Um, um, yeah. So, yeah, the Freddies are active, and uh, some of them have some really good entertaining things to say. Uh, yeah, Matt, uh, in, I have – Mario had a question there in the chat, and, and I want to, to discuss that. But I, let's just finish this, this game um, first. So – uh, two nothing uh, right before the half from Ramsh, assist from Jomariu, the first goal in the 38th minute. Uh, Rafa with an assist from from Ramsh. Uh, 17 consecutive games uh, that Pefica has scored now uh, in the uh, in European competitions. Do you have that stat, Dave, or or no? The guy hey, mentioned no, no. it. What's Good the stat, one, Alfredo? Benfica has now scored in 17 consecutive games in the Champions League. Uh, I think that we're also hold some kind of a, a home record in terms of. Uh, I think Benfica's broken their record in the Champions League of, of the long, if not not just their record. I think Portuguese record of most consecutive games in the Champions without League a without a loss. Yeah, um, I know that one. The one as far as scoring in seventeen consecutive games. I the, mean, the guy uh, from Eleven Sports had mentioned that. Um, at the end of the half, Benfica 88% pass accuracy, 75% of vertical pass accuracy. So everything was going good for Benfica. 50, come out of the to the second half, 57th minute, three nothing. Hamush on an assist for for from Grimaldo, and and that's a one that he that's become his forte lately. He, he rifles that. He Goes comes in, he's going one way, and he just as I mentioned before, his instincts just cut in and. Pfft, yeah. He's able to de- redirect the ball into the goal, and it's look again. Ramos is, is definitely elevated his game to the next. You know level. what the biggest thing is? I'm 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 watching this game. Is 57th minute? It, there's three nothing, right? Plus you add the two game, the two goals from 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 Bruges, right? You're up five nothing on aggregate. If my math serves me right, um, and there was no let up for Be- from Benfica. We have seen internally Benfica managing results. And it seems that this team was plugged into the wall. They just kept going and going and going. Uh, 71st minute, 4 nothing. Jean Mario off a of PK, obvious PK. Uh, then in the 77th minute, Nerj off of an assist from, from João Neves, uh, 5 nothing, And we would end up relinquishing a goal in 87th minute, 5-1. Uh, shame that we couldn't get that, that clean sheet. But really, for me, if you look that at it. That was a gulasso, though. It was a gulasso. It was a, that that, that was dude nice is goal, interesting. Yeah. Young kid, left back. Uh, I think he's from the Netherlands, if I'm not Who's mistaken. Who's he left back Ma- by? Meiser? Who left him back? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, somebody <laughs> we left We hoped him back. he left him back at the lose, but they didn't. But yeah, it, 
it, it was interesting. He was very interesting uh, in, in considering that we don't know what uh, Grimaldo's future is going to be. Uh, I mean, I, we have to have targets identified by now in the event that he doesn't renew. Um, but, yeah, dominating performance by Benfica. Uh, I don't think that we could have asked uh, much more. We're very proud uh, of this team, especially in Europe and especially us um, immigrants that live outside of Portugal that have friends uh, that are, are football fans and, and follow the Champions League. And it's good that they recognize that Benfica has been doing well in the Champions League. But, yeah, dominating performance by Benfica. Uh, I think that at some point, at some point during the game, or I think that um, Antonio Silva didn't miss one pass all game, uh, and they weren't all sideways passes either. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, we're into the quarters. The drawing is next week. Uh, I think uh, maybe thir Thursday or Friday. I don't know. When March 17th. March 7th. What day? The is Friday. That? It's a Friday. The yeah. Friday. Because yeah. I think they're probably going to draw Champions League and, and – uh, Europa League together, maybe? Yep. Dave? yep. Yeah. That's so, usually how it's done. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, incredibly proud uh, of this team and, and the way we performed. And I, I don't – I'm not going to let anyone tell me that, oh, it was against Club Bruges and, and demerit the team because I think that the team uh, deserves all the credit. Uh, just to get to, to Mario's question, uh, and he, his question was, do you think Befica will be able to talk to Schmidt into a renewal soon? It would be amazing to keep going. I, I from, think look, I think they talked about it. I think Roger stated in his – or somebody from the it's, club. It's, some win the, he said, let's just win the – No, but I think he said that's – I, I don't know where I got this from, but some, I don't know if it was Rick or somebody, Roger, somebody mentioned that. This is something that's going to get his, underway soon His contract soon now. is what? Two plus one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, is it a sign of confidence? Is it a reward for what he's done with this team? Absolutely. Well, he said doesn't it himself. He, I think he said it himself he doesn't like to be more at a club more than three years. So I think it'd be from the club side. They want to tie him down. Right, but I, I'm thinking that at, at this point, does Benfica really need to – is there an urgent need to really tie Roger Schmidt for that additional, that plus one, and maybe another one? I, I don't know. Uh, I think that Roger Schmidt is happy. Uh, I think that the club is happy with Roger Schmidt. We still need to secure that championship. That's very important. That's the main objective for Benfica. Uh, and I think that Roger Schmidt – rather uh, hold off any conversations, at least formal conversations with Benfica um, until he wins that title. Once he wins that title, then maybe they could sit down and, and start talking numbers and figures. It might be a little bit premature. Let the guy concentrate yeah, so. on the season and start talking about the, all that contract stuff. Uh, I, I think stuff that, that Rui Costa has every intention to renew with, uh, with Roger Schmidt or to improve his contract or to extend his contract. Uh, but I, I think that we're not. We shouldn't be in a hurry right now. We we got him for. Well, I, we we just talked about Gonzalo Ramos looking at an offer this year. If Benfica goes far in this in this Champions League uh, competition, but more than already, our way we make <laughs> we make the finals. You got to think somebody's going to be trying to get him off us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we can sell him for like but eighty it million. Matter. He's he's still in the contract, Dave. Yeah, exactly, Dave. He's still a coach. You can't. Well, he's under him. contract, but somebody, somebody, uh, we've seen 
when these teams that have more money than brains, they'll come knocking yeah, at but, our door. Yeah, but they'll pay. Like Chelsea paid ridiculous. for Mourinho. Like Chelsea paid for Villas Boas. Yeah, they'll pay for him. Like Sporting for uh, Mourinho. No, Sporting for Mourinho as yeah. well. Maybe Chelsea will realize that they made the wrong. Uh, no, no start leaving Chelsea low because Chelsea's going to realize that what they need to do is buy Benfica. And we don't want that because that's the that's the yeah. best chance of success. Maybe they, Benfica. Maybe they should have uh, gotten Roger Schmidt rather than uh, Enzo. Um, but anyway, Dave, stats on this game so we can move on. Stats on the game. Uh, Rafa returns to the score sheet. First goal since uh, November 2nd. So we had mentioned last podcast that uh, wow. Rafa wasn't uh, hitting uh, his form or his pre-World Cup form, but he's slowly getting back there. So good to see him back on uh, the score sheet. His uh, fifth Champions League goal scored uh, this season. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos with another brace. Uh, his seventh brace of the season goals up to 23 scored this season across all competition. João Mario, Super Mario, um, his uh, sixth goal in this year's Champions League campaign, only two goals uh, behind uh, Mohamed Salah for uh, leader uh, in the uh, this Champions League campaign. Who would have thought? I thought he was going to score uh, the opener, Dave. I thought Rafa was going to lay it off. He should have, yeah. Well, he should have scored. All, it, was, all those, no, it was unfortunate. All those, um, all those goals in the first half uh, were something special there. And uh, Benfica have now made the quarterfinals for in consecutive seasons. First time a Portuguese uh, club has made uh, quarterfinals in consecutive seasons in the current Champions League uh, format. And Benfica's also made 72.6 million euros uh, through this Champions League campaign. New club record. Kaching. We need all the money we can to tie down Shikin. Do I have a Kaching uh, sound effect there, Cristiano? It's a shame. Uh, I love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Oh, sorry. Not that. No way, no way, no way. No way, no way, no way. This, that, that was live from Porto today. My bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see this guy? See I this guy? These. Number one bullshit guy. We don't, we don't have him. We don't have him. <laughs> we don't have that. That's when the season was so bad, we had to rely on those, uh, those sound clips. Yeah. No, it, look, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think we're all happy, man. Yeah, because, I mean, this was, but this is a return to the Vélez Glorias, bro. This yeah, was. With the, the European glory nights. I mean, this is a night that, been, especially now with the new f- format where you're playing two games a day. This is a night that Benfica. Two games a day? Two games per, per match day. Yeah, they play Chelsea and Benfica. Oh, okay. Two games. Um, This is a night that Benfica, you know, stole the cover of many front covers of sports pages around the world. Yeah. And that's regardless that's the of the quality thing. of the opponent. Five one in this championship. Shellacking is yes. a shellacking. We're talking about a team that went to the Dragon, beat Porto four nothing. The team that 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 out well, they're the first team to 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 make to to guarantee themselves passage to, to to the knockout stage in the Champions League. A team that that was able to, you know, knock out uh Atletico Madrid. And so Look, obviously, the second half of the season has not been on par with their first half of the season, but nonetheless, it's still impressive at this stage of the Champions League what Benfica has just done. And, and you know, it's as a Benfica, I cannot be more prouder, man. This is my club. Um, I know sometimes I come out here and I'm a little bit critical, but I'm a guy that is just, I expect perfection, man. I'm, you know, and, and, and that's the way I like to be. So I'm not going to apologize for it. Turning our attention now to what's next and a, tip, uh, a trip to the Madeira Islands to Funchal is what's next. The Maritim comes up. For this Sunday, 7 p.m. local time, 
What's uh, Maritimo been? Uh, I should I say up or down to this season? <laughs> yeah, they're uh, down, not all the way down, but uh, they're currently in 16th place with 16 points from four wins, four draws, uh, 15 defeats this uh, season through 23 games. They've got uh, they're tied for the least amount goals scored this season with uh, 17. And they're tied for the most goals uh, conceded this season with 42. So not the greatest of seasons uh, for Maritmu. Historically, though, 70 wins, 18 draws, 12 defeats in the previous 100 meetings. Last 10, uh, one win or one win, eight wins, one draw, one defeat. And last five in Madeira, three wins, one draw, one defeat. Trap game coming off a high in uh, Europe, Cristiano? The most intriguing thing to me in this game is, you know, finding out after the game what player Benfica tried to pay. <laughs> <laughs> finding out what player is going to come out of the works and say Benfica tried to tried to pay us. Uh, no, nah, I mean, could it be a trap game? No. But could it be one of those letdown games? Yeah, I think Benfica. See, this is one of the games I stated before. If you play at a club like Benfica and you need motivation to play in games like today's, right, you should retire. Right. But. Now going to Madeira, it, it is kind of 16, a, it is 16. kind of a letdown. Like you're playing style to lose with DJ Kamala, you know what I mean? <laughs> and now, and now you're going now over you there. Get, you get DJ, yeah. you get DJ Biden, DJ Kamala to G DJ Biden. Yeah, you get you go out there, so it could be a letdown. This is where Roger and his coaching staff is going to have to get his boys prepared for a game of this magnitude. As we all mentioned here early on the early part of the of the podcast, before all the Freddies were over at Benfica after ninety. Um, you know, Portuguese teams, they defend differently. They low block. They don't have to seek a result. For them, uh, a point for them is, 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 is equal, especially against this Benfica, is equal to three points to them. So Benfica is going to have a hard time penetrating the defense, but at the same time, they're going to have to stick to their game plan, create down the wing, create opportunities. And, again, it's going to be imperative that Benfica does, or Gonzalo Ramos, as I stated before, Gonzalo puts away one of those early chances because that could really open up the game and it could be a walk in Madeira for the squad. Now, if they make things difficult, we don't take advantage of our opportunities. We could be in for a, for a long afternoon. What's that on Bailin? Bailin de Madeira if we score early? Yeah, it could be. I Look. Uh, we smash. We, uh, four zero. It says we smashed them the first round. What was the what was the score? Yeah, for but that was our style to lose, though. But that was our style to lose. It what does matter, though. It, the, it doesn't matter. Hey, what Five was nothing. the score? Find nothing? Yeah. I, I say 4-0. I say 4-0. Uh, when's the game? Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Sunday. I don't even know when they Saturday. play. Saturday. Sunday. I don't know. I'm confused. Saturday? Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, they're 12. Sorry, 12. At, at what time? Midnight? 7 p.m. local, which means 2 o'clock our time. Okay. So that's good. Yeah, be a good time. I, I think Benfica has to maintain these performances up until against uh, until the end of the year. As you stated before, we need to guarantee the Campeonato. There's, what, 12 games left? 13? 11. 11 even less. There's 11 games left. We got an eight-point lead. We need to make sure that we don't let up on this game. We got Porto at home in about a month and a half. I think it's within the next four weeks. It's, we get no, it's, 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 it's the beginning April of April, 9th. so April it's going to be uh, within the next four weeks. It's in that April 9th. Weeks. So but it is the next that, four weeks. Before that, playing uh, Braga and Porto yeah, play but, each other. But guys, guys. Here's here's something that you're not, maybe not remembering, which is Benfica are supposed to schedule to play Porto that April 9th weekend or whatever. It might be April 9th, if I'm not mistaken. But There's also going to be Champions League. No. We got that 
that no. stupid international break at the end of March. Oh, yeah. And if we mm. recall, remember that first international break where we came back and we looked sluggish against against Guimarães and Guimarães? Now, you know what I mean? It, it could change things. But again, it's not just going to be a stoppage for us. It's going to be a stoppage as well for, 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 for our opponents. But that's just something for us to keep in mind L- as well. Luckily, that's not the first game back, though. We got Rio of okay. first before uh, before that. So well, that could be a total trap game, though, Dave. Out. Dave, that could yeah. be a trap game. And you're coming off of international play, and now you're going to play Rio of, and you're looking forward to Porto before you know you drop points. So, yeah, I mean, the coaching staff is going to, to have to be on their toes and get these guys ready to play. And that's why it's so important that these guys – are able to keep this competitive in this in this competition against one another to get on the field because it'll keep guys sharp. Cristiano, what are you expecting in terms of call-ups from Robert, Robert Martinez from this Benfica team? Silva? João Mario? Silva, João Mario, Tim, Chiquinho, all the chops. <laughs> Gonçalo, <laughs> Chican, everybody, all the chops. Gonzalo Ramos. Any, any on the B team? I think those three guys. Any sure. on the B team? All the chops. Because that's what that's the only way people are going to be pleased. So, Because I say anything rather than that, I'm going to look like an a-hole. So, you know, all the chops. Does Rafa come out of retirement? <laughs> yeah, Rafa. Rafa's coming back out. You know, that's a good question, Dave. That is, you know what? I don't think so. But that's a good question. I don't think so either. I don't because so. then uh, all of a sudden w- what that does is that basically. No, but we've seen players do that, though. No, but what that does, does is, is say that, that there was friction problem was with Fernando friction with Fernando And look, there but was fr- friction uh, because at some point, Rafa was implied to be the problem for Fernando Santos. Yeah, but Fernando, the problem wasn't that because the media makes up stories. The problem was that Fernando Santos or nobody from the federation ever came out and denied it. That was right. the problem. But that's the thing. The, yes. the media ran with it. But, but. Nobody came out to defend it. The reason why I think it's a no it's, if the World Cup was next year, he might. But it's four years from now, bro. I don't think he's doing. Yeah, what's that. in it why. for him? Yeah, yeah. I think he's happy where he's at. Yeah, exactly. I, I hope that he stays retired. Benfica's uh, Americano saying the UCL quarterfinal number one, then Porto, then UCL. Oh, yeah, but that's all in a seven day span. So play UCL, Porto, UCL. Yeah, let's hope that them ping pong balls are favorable for us. Imagine, imagine this. Imagine we get a repeat. Of the Clásico in Spain, where Barcelona and Real Madrid do, drew each other in the Copa del Rey, in the Champions League, in the Campeonato, they played each other like five times in two days. And imagine Benfica gets Porto, so it'll be Porto first leg, Porto Campeonato Portuguese, Porto second leg. It could be, it, it, it can be like that. you can Holy play shit. Porto three We're not times have in enough a span. Players by the be. end of that it war, yeah, they're gonna hang them all from the bridge, right? Well, the thing is that it will, it will be <laughs> properly, it'll be properly officiated. I hope in Europe. Well, not the one in the middle. Porto has picked up more red cards in Europe than they have picked up in three years in the league. That's not a real stab. I'm just making that up, but it sounds about right. No, but they did. They did. That's a fact. <laughs> That's Somebody, a stat. Even more yellows, but more they yes. Just, they just picked up uh, a couple reds in the league, I think, or w- at least one red. Okay, maybe that even They got two out. in that one game. Yeah, right. Which is a miracle. But, but they also up. got one against Inter. Otavio got one. <laughs> so it's kind of like. They picked up more reds in Champions League this year than they picked up in the past 10 years. In I, I, and they could have gotten three because Pep should have gotten that. That was. I think that they saw. That was the worst. Yeah, that was the worst one. They saw that stat. And they said, man, we got to try to make this look even. So let's start picking up reds, guys. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> nah, look, sometimes it is. Look, uh, the good thing about that Porto matchup is that it's at Stade de Luz. Yes. 
Well, we'll see because if we we don't draw him. Alfred, obviously. Alfred, calm. But Porto still has Alfred. to play Braga. I don't think Braga's going to roll over. But Alfred, calm. Calm? Yeah, calm because, because what you just what you just said is inaccurate, bro. Benfica's actually struggled more against that to lose uh, against Porto. I started to lose than they have on the road in recent times. In right? recent times, yeah, in well, the last like five years. Roger times. Well, we haven't played them on the Roger times at home. <laughs> now it's time to make a new mark. Okay, well, we've already beaten them at the Dragon <laughs> under Roger. You know, if you go, that's your train, you're 100% correct. I, I, Let me dream, man. Let I me rest, dream. I rest my keys. Let me dream. Let's go. On to next week. See you guys. Love you. Thank you, Freddy. Yep. Everybody, thanks <laughs> all the Freddies for, for joining us. Thanks to the Benfica After 90 crew for, for joining us. Yeah, it was nice to see Cynthia marry all these guys back in it. I mean, it feels like old times. Feels like old times is right. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- the, shout out to Timo. Timo's in Portugal. I'm glad that he got to experience today's game. Awesome, and the and obviously the the friendships that are over yeah. there that are some of our friends also. Shout out to everybody, all love. That's them. right, love That's them all, yep. love everybody. Freddy's, uh, we will be back on Tuesday next week. We'll recap this uh, Maritim game and we'll look ahead to uh, what do we got? Riwav, is it? Dave, uh, no, there's somebody else uh, there. Who is it here? Uh, Gimranes. Ooh. At home. At home. Yeah. All right. We got it. We got to do a collaboration with the After 90 guys. One of these days. Yeah. But Melo can't talk. Me and Melo, we got to promise. Oh, Melo Mello needs no, to talk. Because if the two of us start talking, nobody else will get to talk. It, it might turn <laughs> into a four hour show. You know what? None of you guys will talk. It should be me and Melo. <laughs> but fantastic. Shout out to you guys. Carlos, Valadon brothers, Dave, Davey Han, all the guys. See, I didn't see the other Valadon brother. I saw one of the Valadon brothers. Nick, Nick was here. <laughs> I didn't see many. Mr. J, Mike Madeira, Bob the Bill, Josh Pereira, all you guys, SOB, Sheik Marceline, thank you, man. I know you're out there in Portugal and it's crazy late. So thank all you guys, man. Okay, everyone. Fun. See you next week. Later. Grand Mario.